Well, boys, what are you going to sing? The squeezer was not any use. A lemon without any juice. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. And you're listening to Boo to a Goose, a podcast about idioms, expressions, and slang. From across the pond. And we're back. Hi. Hi. I mean, as far as our listeners know, nothing happened. Eh, not but, really. Uh, yeah, but you were out of town. Yeah, we had a couple of days off. Oh, yes. I'm ignoring that. Oh, okay. I'm ignoring the fact that this episode is going up late. I'm just <laughs> talking about how you were out of the country for five weeks. I was. I went back home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and re-upped. Re-upped my Britishness. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, we were running out. We were running out of British fuel? I mean, weren't we? <laughs> we did all the good ones. I guess. We did a, we did a lot of good ones. Yeah. But this is, this is a really good one. The people, we, this is another request. And this isn't really British. You guys say this one, too. We do. Um, uh, we'll just tell you, it's getting off scot-free. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, everybody uses this one. Yeah. If, if the entirety of the English-speaking world uses this one. But I heard tell that it is British in origin, mm. and that's why I thought we should talk about it. Okay. All right. So, Interesting. first, could well, you use it in a sentence? Sure. Um, Billy... I didn't prepare a sentence. Well, you Billy never, that's, you stole never a some bread... Um, and no one found him, and he got off scot-free. Great. Okay, cool. So, uh, judging from that, it has to do with just receiving no repercussions for your actions. Yeah, exactly. Something that would normally cause a punishment of some form. Nothing happens. Exactly. Cool. Escape without payment or punishment. Okay. Oh, well, okay, great. Simple. Nice. You got it. Everyone's on the same page. Yep. I don't think I don't think anyone listening to this podcast needed necessarily a definition for this one. Yeah, well. I... This is going to be definition light. It is going to be definition light. Yeah. Um, okay, should we talk about some of the origins? Yes. Okay, so there is an actual agreed upon origin. Okay. So a lot of the words that we talk about, people are like, no, it's this one. And then someone else on another chat room is like, no, it's this one. And then blah, 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 blah. A chat room? Not a chat room, but, you know, on the inter- are, internet are using webs. AOL instant messaging? <laughs> <laughs> That's where I do my research. Does the creaking door sound open every time you... I dial up the internet right. on the landline. Sure. And then I enter a web of message boards Okay. where I look at the origins of these things. <laughs> okay, great. Use a, a Usenet or something? I use some books. Where'd you get this one? Ultima Online? <laughs> Did you download it off LimeWire? <laughs> Can I carry on? I, I am out of them, so yes. Yeah, okay. So there is an actual agreed upon origin. Great. For this one. Um, however, there are two common misconceptions that prevail in um, various circles. Okay. okay. There's a common misconception first in the United States. Do you want to hear that one? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So... Many people, apparently, in the United States of America, I'm well, sure there's lots are. of people like, I'm American and I don't believe that, but, you know. Yeah, just cool yeah. it, everybody. Cool it, everyone. You know, that's <laughs> a big thing about Americans, is that whenever anyone says anything derogatory about Americans, which we should do more often, people yeah. go, well, I'm American and I don't. Look, if you don't, then great, but you have to know that so many people aren't you. There's too many people <laughs> in this country. And, yeah, so just relax. So many people in the USA believed it originated with the story of Dred Scott. What's a name? Oh, yeah. You've heard of it? I've, I've heard the name Dred Scott, and I don't remember what, but please inform me. Yeah. Um, so, Dred Scott was a black slave born in Virginia in 1799. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, in several celebrated court cases, 
Right up to the U.S. Supreme Court in 1857, he attempted to get his freedom. Mm. So he actually took his case of enslavement to the Supreme Court to wow. try and get freedom for himself and his family. Oh, yes. This is a very famous legal case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all the cases failed. Sure. Um, but he was later made free by his, mm, I'm doing quotations, so-called owners. Sure. Um, the, the Blow family. Um, so... The what family? The Blow family. B-L-O-W family? Yeah. Their last name was Blow? Yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like a normal name. Mr. Blow. Do they own like a bubblegum factory? I don't know. I don't think they were the nicest people. I would presume they probably owned some sort of plantation or something. Sure. But they, re they released their slave. They did. But I mean, like, the bloke had been trying to be free for, like... I don't know how You long know, the nicest point. kind of slave owner. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, like, on a scale of one to horrendous and evil, that they're still in the pretty... They're still in the horrendous, yeah. ...evil section. Because they I did mean, own a person, at least one. Yeah, and every time he tried to get his freedom, they didn't exactly be like, oh, should we get him free? No, not now. Right. I still have something that needs doing. Right. What about now? No, not now. Like... Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I we learned about Dred Scott in the school mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Because I went to I was educated in Berkeley, California, where we actually talked about slavery. Um, well, yeah, and also everyone. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. Well, you know, I don't know how much other. I bet that a lot of schools in other parts of America just do not touch Dred Scott. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Be um, unfortunate, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that's this uh, education system. Uh, Continue. Anyway. Um, <laughs> enough dumping on American schools. Uh, yeah. Uh, we learned about Dred Scott, but yeah, I never considered the fact that that's necessarily, this idiom would necessarily be tied to him. Yeah. And a lot of people believe that it is. And it, it kind of, it's difficult for me to understand because how did he get off without, if the definition is to escape without payment or punishment, like... Yeah, he was eventually freed, but... But he was freed only because his owners were like, okay, fine. Well, I guess in the end they just freed him, and no reason was given in the text I, I read. Hmm. But, like, he didn't get off scot-free. He lived a life of... I mean, his family were eventually freed as well, but he, he basically lived an entire life of, of discrimination and enslavement and yeah. torture, and that's not getting off scot-free. He yeah. lived a life full of punishment and payment for, for absolutely nothing that he did. Yeah, so you can't really call that getting off scot-free. Unless I you're wouldn't. like a, a, a shitty... Oh, I just swore on this episode. Eh, well. Yeah. A, uh, you know, plantation owner who's like, ugh, they're always trying to, you know, like... Yeah. Like, did you see Django I guess, Unchained? I guess maybe during the... the t yes, I did. One of those guys. Yeah. I guess maybe during the time period when people had those kind of views, maybe, the, maybe at that point they were like, oh, he got off scot-free, like... He didn't have to they do just, anything. Yeah, they just let him go. And it's yeah. not like this guy had literally taken his case to the Supreme Court to try and get his freedom. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's one, you'll be happy to know, that's a misconception. Sure. So um, let's put that to bed. Right. That's not where it came from, even though Dred Scott has an interesting story yeah. that should be spoken about. Where's that movie? Yeah. Um, it was actually used before this time. And the Merriam-Webster... Um, Note that its first use was in 1528. Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Oh, 1528. Okay, 1528. Fair, so Dred recent. Scott was um, born in 1799. Right, and this wouldn't have been a thing for like 40 years or 30 years or however old he was. No, the, the first known use is 1528. If, if, it, if it had been the case, oh sure, they probably would use yeah. it around that time. But yeah, if, so if it was we're, ta we're talking hundreds of years ago. Yeah. 
before this. So there's another misconception um, that you're that I dug into right. um, because your parents had told me about this when mm. they visited the Tower of London. Mm-hmm. They said that they were told a story about where getting off scot-free came from to do with the Tower of London. Okay, so this is the one that I thought was the truth, but you're saying it's a misconception. Another misconception. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so the if that's the U.S. misconception, this is like the British misconception, sure. I guess, that they're telling people at the Tower of London, that's a bit dodgy, but okay. Yeah, on like a government-sponsored tour. Government-sponsored? I mean, it's the Tower of London, it's a national landmark. Yeah, I don't know if it's government-sponsored. Anyway, anyway. It's like a national park, anyway. Yeah, true, I guess. Yeah. Um, so... The other misconception is that the phrase has some relation to um, Scotland. It's not related to Scotland at all. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And So before we recorded this episode, I just want to say that I did literally tell a person that's where it came from. <laughs> and <laughs> if, if Chris, if you are listening, because I was like, oh, yeah, we're about to record our next episode. It's about getting off scot-free. Yeah, because, you know, it has to do with a Scottish person. It says Scott right there in the name. And now you're telling me that's not the truth. It's not the truth. Goodness. Yeah. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um... It's not... <coughs> Bless you. We'll, we'll edit this out. How many more are you going to do? That's it. I'm done. Okay. Um, <laughs> bless you. Um, so anyway, uh, it doesn't have to do with Scotland, and it doesn't have to do with the Scottish king. So um, one of the misconceptions was that it was to do with a Scottish king. Um, John Balliol, who was imprisoned in the Tower of London. He had a nice time in the Tower of London. Like, the Tower of London, you know, you could be like drawn and quartered or you could live in a really nice um part where you got to bring your um servants and your wife and your dogs with you oh yeah there were like different levels of how they kept people so it depended on their standing within society Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe their crime as well in terms of i don't know whatever crime they committed or didn't commit you know right um so yeah he he was in the Tower of London, but, you know, he wasn't in a dark corner somewhere. He had his wife and servants and hunting dogs. Um, they actually um, allowed him to go live in France in 1299. Uh, he lived out the rest of his life there. So at one point they just let him go? Yeah. Okay, so I can see why people might assume that, that has to do with getting off scot-free. Exactly. Like, he's a Scot. He's, he, you said he was the King of Scotland? He was the King of Scotland. Why, if I may ask, why do you, and you may not have this information, why was he locked up? Uh, he lost. The, oh, I didn't write this down. Oh, okay, that's okay. Uh, he lost the war. Okay. Um, and the King of England, um, I believe, took ownership over Scotland. Oh. Um, and uh, he basically abdicated the throne. Um, and then he went to. He was basically banished. He went to live in France, so he wasn't going to take the throne in Scotland again. Oh. But then his son later um claimed uh the Scottish throne. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now Scotland's its own country again. I don't know if it was born out of this particular Oh, sure. Of time. Well, I'm yeah. saying that at this point today, it is a part of the United Kingdom, but it's its own, separate from England. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So they just locked him up, and then at one point they were like, that's so, that's wild. Because he was still a king. Right. He, he still was, uh, like, an important member of society. Of noble standing. Of noble standing, yeah. exactly. But... They just didn't want him to govern anymore. So as long as he was willing to, like, go abroad and be banished, then he could go and get off scot-free. No mm. punishment. Like Napoleon. Hmm? Napoleon was exiled. So he, Napoleon, like, basically took control of France, military rule, and then controlled France for a while, and then they uh, exiled him to the island of Elba, 
hmm. um, and then uh, and said you can never come back to France and uh, you will never take power again and then somehow he came back to France and took power again and so they exiled him again to the island of St. Helena I might have those mixed up I might have those backwards but I'm pretty sure it went Elba and then St. Helena so somehow they were like you we dislike Napoleon so much that you're gone we're kicking you out and then he was like yeah but for real and they were like yeah and he was like but for real and they were like no and then he took control there was this weird period I yeah I don't know but then they, they got rid of him again like so, but they still treated him like, well, he's still Napoleon. He's still our ruler. We still have to treat him with respect. And I'm like, I feel like when it's Napoleon, you don't have to. I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. Ask me uh, Ask me if I can tell you uh, what nationality Napoleon was. Can you tell me what nationality Napoleon was? Of course I can. He was Corsican. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. da 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 oh. All right, let's continue. Oh, no, no. That's it? End of podcast? Yeah, it's such a dad joke. Yeah, but a historical dad joke. <laughs> With facts and yeah. education. Um, so anyway, there's very little evidence of this as the origin. Um, it seems to be an urgent legend. Um, with no real information on it. I, it was really hard for me to even find information of, on it online it was more just that your mom had told me about it before so mm -hmm. i like really kind of scraped the barrel to find out stuff about it mm -hmm. um and other people seem to have also been told this tale at the tower of london but you go on the tower of london website it doesn't tell you anything about it so mm. i think that there might just be one rogue bloke there who's like this is a great story and he just keeps <laughs> telling it to everyone particularly americans because he's like they don't know right but actually to be fair that was that that's not entirely accurate because I feel like you guys do so much British history in your curriculum. I've met so many Americans who are like, yes, that's like this when King, and I'm like, I don't know what you say. Oh, sweetie. It's because I hang out with nerds. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I know so many nerds <laughs> who can recite all of King Henry VIII's wives in chronological order. Yeah. Yeah. He was the original playboy. Yeah. All right, would you like to know where it actually comes from? Ooh, okay, the grand finish. Let's yeah. do it. The actual agreed upon origin is that um, it comes from a Scandinavian word, scat, S-K-A-T, and it's a word for tax or payment. The word migrated to Britain and mutated to Scott, and Scott was the name of a redi redistributive tax levied as early as the 10th century as a, as a form of poor relief. Wow, 10th century. Yeah, so it's just the name for a tax. Scott just means tax. A sp specifically a tax um, that was part of the poor relief. Um, so this it's a tax, it's, it's like something to help out the poorer communities. Yeah, I mean, like, taxes, basically, I mean, in a lot of parts of the world like that today, I mean, the tax that you pay in the UK, um, some of it goes to welfare. Sure. In, in the U.S., some of it goes to Social Security, right, to help people who are unemployed. Uh, no, your Social Security goes to your Social Security. Uh, and oh. you, you pay into a separate thing that Social Security. That is, that's like, I mean, I guess you call it a Social Security tax, but like Social Security is its own thing. Yeah, well, like national insurance in the U.K. Yeah, but yeah. But they're a form of tax. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's it, a form it, of taxation. It could be considered that way. I don't know. Like the the the. Uh, um, American relationship with taxes is it's like everyone pays them unless you're rich and then no one benefits from them unless you're rich. Okay, that was optimistic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, since um, the Scot has referred to many different taxes over the years, getting off scot-free means not paying your taxes. 
Wow. Yeah. And why is this politically relevant this week, Jacob? Because uh, we're in the lead up to the American presidential election. And what do we know about people's taxes? Oh, yes. This is the, <laughs> this, this is the week. I mean, I, I, I try not to get into too many current events things on here, but this happens to be, we're recording this in the days following the New York Times story regarding Donald Trump not paying his taxes. So Donald Trump has been getting off scot-free scot-free for 10 out of the last 15 years and even in those uh those five years where he did pay he was still paying like 750 dollars or something yeah yeah there you go there you go wow remarkable okay <laughs> we're tying it in yeah. we're tying it in Relevant. To, Relevant. to relevancy all right cool so now we have that all right that's a uh, neat yeah okay cool so and eventually over time it came to mean not just people getting away with not paying your tax but people avoiding any sort of punishment or dodgy situation any sort of like requirement yeah yeah any sort of like you you this is something that everyone when this happens to them they have to pay this toll and if you avoid paying it in any way you're getting off scot-free exactly without taxes exactly that has nothing to do with being scottish nothing but it is still british in origin yes cool okay, well good. actually no okay where is the word scat from scandinavian scandinavia okay cool we're getting into other it's scandinavian regions. but it migrated to Britain and mutated sure. to Scott, yeah. then got applied to taxes, mm -hmm. um, and then got applied to the phrase. So yes, the phrase is British in origin, but the word Scott goes back to a Scandinavian origin. Ah, okay. And it has yeah. nothing to do with skiddly boop bow boodle bim bum bum ba da bow That's scatting. Oh. <laughs> Are you serious? You looked at I me I thought you were just being racist. <laughs> What? I thought that you. Do, would... We don't need to dwell. We don't need to dig into what you thought that was, because I feel like that'll get us into a lot more trouble. I than thought just that you were doing an impression of a Scandinavian oh. because you don't know their language, and that's why I was looking at you like that's not okay. <laughs> no, that's jazz. <laughs> oh, it's that's jazz. That's something that. That's more okay. Scatman. I appreciate that you're not trying to impersonate someone from the Scandinavian region. So am I. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will, and I was thinking maybe I'll try that, but now I'm definitely not going to. <laughs> no. um, well, this has been a fun one. This has been yeah. a very interesting one. They're all very interesting, but I like this one a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would wager that even the people, this is another instance of, this is a very popular phrase, but I'm excited to know that uh, this is its origin, and I hope that this informs a lot of people. There you go. That's really cool. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Boo to a Goose. Please like and subscribe to our episodes uh, wherever you get your podcasts. A subscription helps us out in terms of our numbers. And also wherever you get them, be it iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or we're on Amazon now. As oh, of this yeah. week, we're on Amazon. So if you uh, use Amazon, you'd like to switch to using Amazon as your podcast platform platform uh we're on there and you can leave us reviews there as well um additionally a quick caveat just because uh you know in a few weeks i've been receiving messages about things just people who are interested in the show um uh comedy central recently canceled a very very uh successful television a very good and successful television program called drunk history you might have seen it uh, it's essentially um drunk people mostly comedians reciting history and then their historical recitings are reenacted by people who are like lip-syncing along to what they're saying drunk history has been celebrated for being a very comedic and informative expression of history however it has also been a bit 
lambasted for being not terrifically accurate. Because of course it isn't. Because it's these drunk people reciting the stories from memory. I want you to take our show in exactly the same grain of salt as you would take an episode of Drunk History. We do try and we do do our research, but also we're working from our own memories here. If you notice something interesting, we don't mind correcting ourselves in a later episode. I've been saying that it would be fun to have a correction segment, so if you find something interesting, you can send us an email, podcast at gmail.com, with any interesting tidbits you found, any corrections you would like to make. We do not object to reciting these corrections on air. We will give you credit if you would like it. And yeah, we just think that it's uh, interesting. We just want to um, spread out information. We're not trying to trick anyone or lie to you. Um, we're using all the sources that we have, which is the same. We just use Google like everybody else. Um, so yeah, if you have any corrections or anything you'd like to say on the show, we'd love to hear it. Great. Yeah. Um, also, please, if you're enjoying it, um, please share it with your friends yes. on social media um, and tell your friends about our podcast. Um, we'd love to increase our listenership. And we have a Facebook page where we, we post these episodes and uh, other fun tidbits as they arrive. And so if you'd like to directly communicate with other fans of Boodoo a Goose, the best way to do that is on our Facebook page. Great. Great. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been Boodoo a Goose. I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. Uh, and remember... Nobody says fatality. Boo to a Goose is produced by Will Scoville as a part of the Comedio Network. Thanks to Hannah Wardle for the art and Max Abrams for the theme song, She Couldn't Say Boo to a Goose. Send any questions or comments to boo to a goose podcast at gmail.com. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at SupDocPodcast.